Recovery on the Road is a podcast about people sharing their recovery experiences from drugs and alcohol, trauma, and grief. My name is Heidi. I'm an alcoholic. As a backdrop, this podcast is based on interviews while I'm on the road across America's national parks, from Acadia in Maine to Glacier in Montana, all the way over to the Everglades in Florida. My hope is that what is shared will benefit you in your recovery. Hi, this is Heidi. Thank you for listening to Recovery on the Road. I am here in Bonners Ferry, Idaho, just coming out of Glacier Park, Montana. I have met two awesome people, Jackie and Buck. And Jackie's originally from Nebraska, and Buck is originally from Maine. And I always wondered, how does a professional truck driver stay clean and sober? Could you uh, share a little bit about your background? Um, what we were talking about was um, the beginnings of how they stopped and when they stopped drinking and using. Could you um, introduce yourself, Buck? Hi, I'm Bucky Bean. Uh, I drive cross country, all 48 states. I have currently drove truck for 33 years. I have quit drinking and handling drinking now. And I have fully 100% left every street drug alone. And it's been eight years clean. Eight years clean and sober. Yep. Woo! And how have you maintained that um, way of living? Recovery on the road. How has that worked out for you? Anybody that has anything to do with drugs, I eliminate myself from them because I know I have no, uh, uh, if I'm around it, I'm going to do it. I know it. So if I eliminate myself from them people in that area, I don't do it. Alcohol, I slowed 100% down. Yeah, I do drink once in a while. Beer, wine. It goes maybe a month, whatever. But drugs is 100% clean. So your addiction really was to drugs? That's a hard one for me to say no. So the only way I know how to say no is eliminate myself from them. Away from them. Completely. So then I won't be on drugs. You lay it on the table here. Yep. I'll do it. Now I know I'll do it. I can't say no. So if I seen it laying on the table, out the door I go. Guess what? I'm still clean. What's the best way to do it? So did that take a little bit of time to realize that that's basically for you all you oh, needed yeah. to do? Yes. Because if you allow yourself around people... You know, I'll do a hit here. I'll come back tomorrow. I'll do a couple more hits. I'm fine. I'm fine. Next thing you know, you're full-blown right back in it. Yeah. And you have to leave. I mean, you have to eliminate your friends. Uh, Who's your friend? And make sure they don't do it. And then the people that don't do it, make sure they keep an eye on you that don't let other people try to... uh, 
associate in, you into it. Yeah, so you, you stay in safe environments. Oh, yeah. Now, how about you, Jackie? When, when um, you guys met, what, about five years ago? Yeah, it was... Four or five. About four years ago. Uh, I was currently on drug court. I was living in a uh, woman's halfway house. Um, by that time, I had been two years, two years clean and sober due to drug court. Uh, I was mad at first because I didn't have a problem. Um, I went to jail a couple times while I was on drug court, not for using. I just did. Yeah, it was there where the highway. Yeah. Um, and from then, when I met Buck, um, he'd asked me out on a date and asked me, you know, I don't know, things about me. And I just told him everything, why I was on drug court, um, just everything. Now, what is drug court? Um, I was looking at uh, three felony charges uh, for pills. Um, and I lost my license for my first DUI. Um, and instead of doing going straight to prison, they offered me a drug cord. It's, I don't know how to explain it. Um, you go every ooh, once a week. Um, you set up in, in a courtroom with a, uh, like a drug court panel. Um, you get UA'd every day. Um, you've got to follow their rules, um, you go to classes, and as you, I guess, move up in phases, um, last phase is four, um, earliest you can in, get out is, um, 11 months, um, longest is two years, um, So you, you chose a, a, a safer way for yourself? No, it was, huh. I'd never been to prison, I'd never been to jail at that time. You can't handle it. So, drug court, um, I thought it was going to be an easy way out. Um, two years later, you know, I spent three times going to jail while I was on drug court. Um, I did graduate. Um, but in that time, before I went to drug court, I ended up losing my kids, my grandkids, almost my whole family, because I had lied to them, stole, um, just did it my way, not theirs. Um, when I completed drug court, um, I graduated. Um, they had a big ceremony. There was 11 of us. Um, um, I ended up, they wanted me to tell my story up in front of everybody. Um, it was hard because when I looked out, um, all my kids were there. Um, was that a, a, a positive um, experience, having your kids there, and were they proud of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, my whole family was there. Um, and I had been... I mean, now I get to see my grandkids. Um, I have things to do with my, my family. Um, I've gotten things back that I never thought I could. Um, 
I don't know, since we I met Buck, you know, when I told him everything, I figured after the date he would not ever want to see me again because he knew I was on drug court. And he dropped me off at the house, and I didn't think I'd hear from him again, and he called me for the next day, so. And here we are, what, four, four years later? Mm-hmm. Owning our own business. Yeah. Yeah, so you you own a um, trucking business and you have a great relationship due to uh, your sobriety and trust. Yeah, I mean we we still work on that, you know, because no marriage is perfect, but um, learning. I think it's something every day that we learn. You know. So while you're on the road, how do you foster or take care of your recovery? What is something that you do to uh, maintain sobriety? Um, you support one, all the homeless. Oh, bringing yeah. back memories. Oh, yeah. Um, people. Some of the places we've drove, um, you look, look around, and you see homeless people, and I don't judge them. You know, because everybody's situation is different. Yeah, but you remember when? That if, you know, it could have been me. And it still, he gets mad because I say, you know, it could still be us any day. You know, not just because of drugs or alcohol, but anything could happen like at I, any time. I can't see it because we got a home in Maine, home in Nebraska, we got a camp. We've built so much. And, and you have a... Um, a reputable business and yeah yeah I mean we got a very reputable business uh, very outstanding customers we could not have this if we, if we allowed drugs in our lives or amount of alcohol in our life we could not have what we have today and I think the cannot. biggest thing is we trust in if we feel like we're gonna I don't know we've learned to communicate with it and like for me I really gotta pray about it, or you know, call my kids, call my grandkid, because my kids see me drunk. There was many times that my kids. Whew. So again, it's love and support from family. Yeah. 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 She knows when I'm. I don't know if I want to say Jonesing or. I start talking about you know amounts of meth or coke, or, you know how we did it whatever and she knows right then I'm having uh, a relapse or a Jones inspector like um, and uh, I gotta talk to her about it I gotta, I'll be talking to you about it yeah yeah. And we smacked that ball really good you know and it'll be a Jones but I have not done that in six eight months a long time I, I haven't talked about it I mean I talk to other people and give them like this is where I am that day when I was using I left and now it took 15-20 years now look at me I recouped myself it was not overnight trust me it was not overnight so it is a process oh it's a long process it takes half your life and you gotta think about it every day that's one thing when I was in the bridge oh I hated those counselors but you know, they instilled it in your head that it's, if you're so clean and sober, okay, but it's something you've got to be aware of every day or you're going nice to go right to, back. 
you know, it's nice for her. I changed money from one account to another, you know, like today, we just changed money into account to have this meal together and then enjoy each other. If we had drugs in our lives, we would not be able to do that. You also wouldn't, you wouldn't have the honesty involved. No, no, the honesty would be gone. Um, as soon as I hit drugs, I'll steal you blind and I'll lie to you. I'll sell you sand in the desert to you. Yeah. Watching, I think my family, you know, my dad died ooh, 10 days before my fifth birthday. Um, he had been sober for five years, drank. He was 26 years old. Um, died of a massive heart attack, aneurysm. Um, not just that, you know, watching, I have cousins that I watched, held his hand while he died from liver, psoriasis of the liver, because he couldn't quit. Um, I just surrounded completely in both sides of my family are alcoholics, you know, and drug addicts, you know, but. I know for me, recovery is the first most important thing in my life or I have nothing. It's something, you know, when we wake up, whether we're in the truck or not, you know, like sitting down for a meal or we pray every day, you know, not just at meals, like even when we see the homeless people, I want to go give them things, you know, food and, you know, but uh, it's just hard seeing it. You know, because there are some that you see that, you know, hmm. wants to be there. And some people are there because they don't know how to how to recuperate from being homeless. And some people just can't handle, like myself, being broke. I can't stand being broke. I got to have thousands in my pocket or accessible to me or I'm broke. And I don't know how to live my life. Now, so, do you go to church while you're on the road? Yeah, we do. Um, there is some chapels at the, uh, some truck stops. When we do a weekend reset, uh, we like to find a chapel. Sundays, we go see, you know, go into their chapel. If not, we have our little ceremony on Sunday mornings, just by the truck, and we talk to the Lord, and... We talk to each other, and that's one of the days that we look at each other and ask, what's wrong with each other? What's going on? Time to talk about it. Yep, communication and unity. Yep. Yeah. That's something that we have problems with. Um, yeah, we have problems with communication. Well, that's an art in itself. <laughs> I mean, we try to talk. Um, sometimes that little four-by-four four cab gets pretty stressful and a lot of questions and a lot of, a lot of things go on. We have three phones and, oh, wow, it gets wound up. I think it's been absolutely a pleasure meeting both of you. We're having lunch here at... I don't remember the name of it. Oh, it's called Soul Shine Bistro. Great spot in uh, little old Bonners Ferry, Idaho. So if there's anything else you want to close with, um, anything else you want to add? Um, there's many ways. Everybody 
treats their addiction and how to quit their addictions in many different ways. Some people need people. Myself, I don't need people around me. That's the worst thing. You have your wife. Well, now I have my wife. Yes. Before, before my wife and my addiction, um, no, there was nobody. Yeah, you stayed safe. You had your dad? Well, my dad, but he stayed away from me because I went through my withdrawals. And knowing my dad and I, it wouldn't have been pretty. So my love of my dad, I kept him away when I went through my withdrawals because... So you're you're actually a, a, an intelligent man as well. Yeah, yeah. In ways, I'm, I guess I'm very intelligent. Um, in some ways, I'm pretty uh, stupid. How about <laughs> stubborn? <laughs> oh, very hard, very stubborn man. Yeah, I can tell. But that that's probably a good thing, though. That's a good characteristic but, to have. You can you can turn that around into a healthy positive. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, there's counselors always say meetings, meetings, meetings. I tried meetings. It didn't work. Yeah, it, it, it does. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There the are woods, there the are other ways. The woods, the nature, it brought me my head back clear and where I wanted to go and I could see things. You put me in a room with people and it's like, I'm in that corner. Stay away from me. Yeah. Now we're ready to fight. That That's how I am. The trees, the sun, the ocean, yeah. the mountains. Yeah, and now if you were a counselor and you come out to me in the woods and sat down, yeah, you would have got a whole lot further than putting me in a room with people. Yeah. You would have yep. got nothing. I understand that. And Jackie, in closing, um, is there anything you'd like to share? I'm just, if you're having problems, you know, got to take it one day at a time, first of all. Um, there's always people out there. Nobody's stories worse or better than the other one. Um, just reach out if you need it. They'll lead you in the right direction. And that's about it. Yeah. I mean, good for you both. I'm happy for you. You have we're a good happy thing for going. You. Thank you. It's um, it's been wonderful, and um, I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. And thank you for listening to Recovery on the Road. My website is ontherightroad.org. Thanks for listening. Peace, my friends.